Hey everyone, welcome to the What's Next Podcast, episode 3 of the Sports Edition. Thank you all for joining me on this journey. Thank you all for... What the fuck are you doing, ASMR? What the hell's happening? I love doing different intros. I I love doing different (laughs) intros with y'all. I appreciate you joining me. You can follow the What's Next Podcast on Instagram. All you have to do is type in underscore what's next podcast underscore and you'll find the episode or you can type in Chanel and then you'll find that up find our Instagram as well. You can also watch this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. All you have to do is type in what's next podcast or Chanel Wilkins and you will find the what's next podcast episodes. Make sure to download, share, and post on your own story the what's next podcast and get the word spreading about WMP for three. I'm here, of course, with my co-host, Nick Ramazzato. Okay, everybody. Um, can't wait to talk about week two of the NFL. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, 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 I'm happy to talk about week two of the NFL. It was absolutely amazing. Somebody yeah. here had quite the roller coaster of the weekend and needs I to write, I, I need to demand him to write a whole apology to his quarterback. And he needs to write it soon because he needs to be with him 100% of the way through to the playoffs because I have these boys going to the playoffs. So he needs to write a whole apology letter to Tua and he needs to get a box. Yeah, you I did. I have one prepared. I have good. one prepared. Good, I, good, I, good. I, I literally have it prepared. I can read it right now. Can we hear it? Can we hear it possibly at the end of today or at the end of the first segment? I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. okay. I'll wait. I can't want to talk about them now. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go off script. I'm going to do it right now because I think this is important for everyone to hear because I have been very critical to us. So here's what I have to say. Let me just read it out here for y'all real quick. Oh, this is great. To Tonga Baloga. <laughs> you even messed up his name. <laughs> to Tonga Baloga. You played amazing yesterday. I have not seen anything like it from you. I didn't think you were capable of doing something as great as this. Six touchdowns, 496 yards, three, four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You and a big win. You got Tyreek Hill involved. You got Jalen You got Jalen Waddle involved. You got Mike Kosicki involved. You were throwing the ball beautifully accurate, and you're throwing the ball deep over the top of defenses. Did you know that Tua, Tua, did you know that you threw more 40-yard touchdown passes in that game than you did your whole career so far in the NFL? It's amazing. I thought you did great. So, as I wrap up this apology, I'm going to say this. I still need to see more. I don't need you to do six touchdowns every game, but I need more than what you showed in that first three quarters. I need more than that. You know, you don't have to be fourth quarter all the fourth quarter Tua all the time. And I might give you fourth quarter Tua for today, for this week. Let's see how you do against the Bills. And once you do well, if you do well against the Bills, maybe we have something. Maybe you'll get a real apology. But for right now, good job. Pat on the back. My virtual pat on the back to you. Hell of a job. You did every game ball. Good job. Okay, Nessa, I love you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I gave Tua his flowers, man. There I we go. Two. I gave you his flowers. No, because of that, let's just, can we just get into it now? Let's just get into that right now. Let's just start off right there and there. All right. So, as you all know, the Baltimore Ravens went up against the Miami Dolphins in Ravens territory, by the way. The Dolphins were away this game. I just want to add that. And an amazing matchup, especially that fourth quarter. What a legendary fourth quarter that was. The Miami Dolphins win on a last-second touchdown from Tua to Jalen Waddle, 42-38. to Now, here's what I will say 
we obviously talked about Tua. You know, enough about Tua. The Ravens, what the hell was that from their defense in the fourth quarter? That secondary didn't know what the hell they were doing. They blew so many coverages that, I, I mean, it seemed like they were literally fighting on the field. I don't know what happened in those huddles, but it seemed like they were adamantly fighting against each other. It was ridiculous. So, Marcus Williams, Chuck Clark, Marlon Humphrey, I don't know what the hell went on there. Um, but clearly, you all need to fix things because that cannot happen again for you guys. I like the Ravens. I wish this happened to the Cowboys more so. I wish I wish the story happened to the Cowboys, but it had to happen to the Ravens. It's okay. Um, you know, I'm a, obviously I'm a big Miami fan, so it doesn't really matter to me um, who gets the bad end of the stick. But I would prefer someone else got the bad end of the stick that night. But it is what it is. Ravens, y'all need to step up big time. Lamar Jackson, it's a shame what happened to you, man. What a game you had. Three touchdowns, throwing in the air, over 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Your only ground game, the next person who had the most yards was uh, Justice Hill with 16 yards. Y'all, it's not like, you know, anyone else was running. You could give the ball to someone else every once in a while, Lamar. But, you know, when you're the best runner um, on your team by a long shot, maybe you deserve it. Maybe you deserve all those touches. Not bad for a running back. Exactly, not bad for a running back. But it's a shame what happened to you. I don't know why you're still playing. I think you should get your bag right now. You should not play until you get your bag. But what do I know? That's your thoughts. Okay, all right, listen, listen. I'll keep it brief because it wasn't really my team, but oh my God, was I rooting for Miami towards the end of this, bro. I was like, damn, these boys got that got that dog in all of them, bro. That Tua got that whole offense going. It was crazy. I know he threw two interceptions in this game, but by the end, it really didn't matter because he had his team rallying back to win. And really, from your starting quarterback, like, isn't that what you really need for your offense anyway and to make those big comeback wins and to make – football entertaining and boy did he do it and boy did he do it going away from his home away from miami away from south beach Tua really brought it i will say this for both the teams oh my god this is such a poor defensive performance for 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 both of these squads the dolphins they had well tyree kill literally had 190 yards receiving Jalen Waddle had 171 yards receiving, and oh my god, like they just had Tua went for 469 in six touchdowns, like and also you know they also gave up like 51 yards on the on the ground, you know, and then on the on the even on the Dolphins side, I mean they gave up a lot too. I mean Lamar threw like 318 on them and got them three touchdowns, and Lamar Jackson also, as you mentioned, rushed. Pretty, pretty much. He rushed for 119 yards. He literally, Lamar needs, he did everything he could in this game. He did everything he could in this game. And his defensive coordinator just couldn't help him. And that defense couldn't help him. And it's just crazy. Because I like Marlon Humphrey. And I love those boys on that side. And they couldn't Marcus get it Peters, done. They're all good. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't get it done. Uh, and against a team that was... Still good, but they were still like new in many people's eyes. So they're really new to the challenges. So that's why they didn't expect this fight from this Miami team. But boy, this Miami team deserves this win. They deserve it really bad. They deserve back for the for the for the comebacks and everything like that. But yeah, both these teams honestly need to sit down next week and get comfortable about what it means to play defense again because I feel like that was kind of robbed. But anyway, 
those are just my thoughts about it. Dolphins look great. Uh, Tua, I hope you can keep going on this streak of games. And yeah, I'll see. I'll see both these teams in the playoffs, at least in my prediction. I, I see both of these teams in my, in the playoffs as well. Uh, but listen, I just want to add one more thing before we move on to the Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Give Mike McDaniel's a lot of credit right now. I think they, the defense, I think the Miami Dolphins in general enjoy playing for him and they want to win for him. I think he's doing a hell of a job as the coach. I think he's doing a hell of a job as the leader. Uh, and I think it shows because I don't think that happens without good coaching. That comeback does not happen without good coaching. So it's not just all on Tua. You gotta give a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel as well for really rallying the troops and you know making them play hard for him. So I like that a lot. I love McDaniel's, bro. I wish he was my coach, bro. He's amazing and he's really funny too. He's a very yeah, very nice guy. He seems like or at least he seems like a very nice guy. I would think he's a very nice guy. Speaking of very nice guys, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, they had a nice little battle on Thursday night and the Chiefs ended up winning on top. They beat the Los Angeles Chargers, 27 to 24. Nick, what are your thoughts on that game? Uh, well, the Chiefs, the, this was a really like neck and neck battle between the two squads. Um, I know Herbert did throw a pick six in that game, but that really wasn't uh, a testament to, to to Herbert. I mean, it was because it was kind of a bad throw, kind of not. He had he had only like a second of a chance to get that ball in there, but it was also a really good great play by the rookie to to swoop in front of that and pass and then intercept it and then take it all the way to the house. So good job by him and good job by the Chiefs defense for running that. This was going to be a tough battle the entire night. I mean, both these squads know each other. Both these squads have been going back and forth, wins after wins over the years. And as long as Herbert and Mahomes are in the league together, you know, you might smell something of a, uh, I would like to say maybe a Peyton Peyton-esque, uh, Peyton uh, and uh, Brady-esque type of rivalry. Growing I like that. Yeah, I mean, a division rivalry that, you know, two of the biggest AFC juggernauts are probably going to be in. And the same division, too. I mean, you can assign that to a lot of the QBs in the, in the league. And you can be like, oh, this is the next Manning and Manning and uh, uh, Brady. Or you can say this is the next, like, maybe Elon Manning and Phillip Rivers. Like, you're going to assign that to various, like, quarterback duels in the NFL. This, I feel like, is going to be one for a while. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing about, about this game is what happened towards the end and after, which is Herbert taking those big hits and eventually having to just kind of play the game injured. And, you know, Pat came up, Pat Mahomes came out to the game and said, you know, like, good, I want to see you want to keep playing you man, stay healthy and kind of just jogged off. Now, um, I think his rib injury is day by day. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, any of the viewers who don't know. I'm a big fan of backup quarterbacks, so I want my boy Chase Daniels to get some starts under his belt. You know, yeah, it's been a while since he was uh, had a few starts in the league, and I think it's a good idea to rest Herbert, in my opinion, because I you want him later down the season. You don't want to jeopardize him by putting his him in an injury right now. See if make sure his injury is fully 100% healthy. Sit him a week. Sit him two weeks. Sit him as much as you need him to sit. Because I know this division is very fierce and a lot of teams are competitive, but you want him for the long haul. I think that's my overall takeoff take, take away from the game. I don't argue with you with you there. I I like that little comparison of um Brady and um who was it, Payne Manning? Yeah, yeah Manning and Brady, you know, the rivalry. Yeah. yeah. I think those I think they can be two of the best quarterbacks in the league one day. I mean Patrick Mahomes is kinda already there and Justin Herbert to a degree is already there as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So uh 
I like that. I, I think both. Of, I think Herbert can become a top two, three quarterback one day. I really do. I, I like what he's. I like what he's doing. I like everything about him. And then Patrick Mahomes, kind of already there. You're, you're kind of a two time Super Bowl champ. So that you know, at the age he is, what is he? Twenty five, twenty six. He's a one time Super Bowl champ. <laughs> Is he one time? Oh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, the, the other time that he couldn't really get to that one because my Bucks kind of beat him down so bad. He didn't have – no, no, not, not to him. Not to not Mahomes' fault. He did not have an offensive line. Now he has an offensive line, and, boy, he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. So credit to Mahomes. I mean, in that in that Super Bowl, I even saw Mahomes throw off of his – before his knee even hit the ground, and it hit the receiver right in the right, – in the head, and he just couldn't haul in the catch in that Super Bowl. But yeah, Mahomes is just amazing. He's got no line now. He's going to be back to terrorize this league. Speaking of teams that have not terrorized anything, let's talk about the Bucks. What know, do you mean Bucks, we haven't terrorized anything? That I saw that game, Tampa Bay versus the Saints. Tampa Bay did win, so good for them. Uh, we saw I saw the big fight between Patrick, Mah- I mean not Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mike Evans and Marshawn uh, Lattimore. Uh, Lafreno was kind of in there too, but it was mainly between Fournette. I mean, between God damn it, I'm having a bad day today. Lattimore and Mike Evans, you know, those two were going at it, and then after that, the game completely shifted. It went from two offenses not getting anything going at all, like it was horrendous. Brady was playing trash. Sorry, he was. He just wasn't Brady. And then Jameis Winston wasn't playing that well either, thankfully for them. And then all of a sudden after that little scuffle between Evans and Lattimore, Tim Bay all of a sudden stepped up. You know, all of a sudden they just looked really good and they scored 17 of their 20 points in the fourth quarter. You know, like Tom Brady does. Tom Brady just coming in clutch. This is casual at this point. It doesn't even matter if he does it because that's just who Tom Brady is. And they ended up winning the game. What do you think? Bucks okay, game. so I, I know that Tom didn't really play his best football. I mean, he didn't play it last week either. Uh, I really am waiting for my team to like finally rev it up. But I knew this is going to be a hard game anyway. I mean, in recent memory, I think everybody knows that the Saints have kind of owned the Bucks in the regular season. Uh, you know, except where it matter what it matters most. But you know, uh, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, yeah. So they completely shut out the last time. I think they they fought each other. I think Tampa lost like nine to zero. So. You know, the last couple outings has been very low-scoring affairs. And I'm telling you, once you took away Drew Brees and once you and once you took away Sean Payton, I knew that my Bucks had a very good shot to win this game. And lo and behold, they did. It also had a fact to do with uh, we had our old quarterback, who I'm pretty sure still plays for us, named Jameis Winston. I mean, even 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 when he is playing for the other team, he still plays with us and gave us, uh, I think, a pick six and two more interceptions. So, Jameis, I can raise a glass to you. Thank you for that win. Mwah, it was absolutely beautiful. Anyway, uh, Larry Fournette had 65 yards rushing. He only averaged like 2.7 yards a rush. Tom Brady had 190 pass yards, one TD. Then it was a whole ejection between Evans and... Mar um, Lattimore, and we're still waiting to see if Evans will get suspended. Um, feel like that probably a game or two, maybe. Probably, maybe. I know for a fact he's gonna get fined, but um, yeah, he's gonna get fined. Yeah, I know for a fact he's gonna get fined, but um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a very low-scoring affair. Jameis Winston sucks. Saints, I, I'm sorry for the two Saints fans who I think are, are really nice to me. The rest of you, you guys suck. Like, there's just no point to say it you guys are, are not that good you guys barely eked out a win against the falcons 
and and the, you guys are just not going to be there. I'm sorry. I don't know what you thought James Winston was going to bring to you, but spoiler alert, it's not much. You're asking the guy who firsthand drafted them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Saints, don't get your hopes up. They're not going to be – your prayers aren't going to be answered, and uh, the Bucks are going to rule this out. Well, let's be nice. Damn, like, you remember who was the quarterback before Jameis Winston? Let's, like, let come on. Let, let's let's give him a break a little bit. Just, you know. Let's give him a break. They had a Hall of Fame quarterback, and for some reason, we have, we still have two Super Bowls above them, and we have a, wor- we have the worst record in the entire, like, NFL, like, in terms of, like, overall wins and losses. This guy, these these guys had a Hall of Fame QB since he was traded from the Chargers to them, and they still haven't done anything with him. And now he's gone. And now who they got to replace him? They got our leftovers to replace him. So that's all I got to say about that. Thankfully for you, we don't seem to have a lot of Saints fans. So, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be charging at you anytime soon. Oh, trust me. There's going to be one person charging at me. <laughs> but it's not going to happen today. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. Now... <laughs> Let's talk about another game that went very interesting, kind of a low-scoring affair. The Patriots did end up beating the Steelers um, away on the road, 17-14. to uh, Matt Jones had a pretty solid game, you know, 21-35, 252 in the air, touchdown. Nice little game for him. Uh, Damian Harris had a nice little game. He got hurt, so that's unfortunate. And then Mr. Bisky actually had an okay game, in my opinion. Did, did a lot of game management. You know, kind of a kind of a, just a kind of a basic game, but you know, nice little win for the Patriots. What do you think? Ah, uh, God, this is one of this is a game. If there's any game to snore on, this might have been one of them. Uh, no offense to either of their of their fan bases, but just like uh, I'm Steelers Nation, I'm really sorry uh, about what you're going through right now. I know that you have a quarterback waiting in the wings that's probably way more entertaining to see um and talk about like the game management of game management i mean you literally have young kirk cousins uh playing like young like bad or not bad but young average kirk cousins playing in a patriots uniform and then you have athletic kirk cousins uh mitchell Trubisky, who also wears 10 on the other side. So, I mean, like, listen, Mitch hasn't really had, you know, a very good career in the NFL. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people thought that he was the reason that Chicago was being held back. And as Justin Fields is trying to, like, point out that it might not just be, you know, that the it might not just be Trubisky. It could be a underlying issues at every single position at the organization. But that's not here nor there. Um, let's talk about the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers, the defense played well. Um, and the Patriots defense played well. And this constantly came down to who was going to make more plays. And the Patriots ended up making more plays. They had a better offense this game. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, like we said, uh, you know, he got hurt. Damian Harris got hurt, you know. So, you know, prayers to him. But, you know, it's uh, it was a very weird game to really watch and i'm kind of glad i don't really need to watch it again i'm not gonna lie it was a very boring matchup to me and speaking of a game of unfortunate injuries i i feel really bad about this injury not personally because i didn't hurt him i couldn't hurt him if i wanted to and i wouldn't want to but let's talk about the seattle seahawks versus the san francisco 49ers now i think this was a very interesting game in a lot of different ways one, Seattle had a really nice win against the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football, and they seemed to look really, really good here. Really, not here, but they looked to seem really good 
in that Monday night game, you're like, okay, maybe the Seahawks got a little something. And then San Francisco was going off a loss in a very disappointing game. Trey Lance didn't look all that good that game, and neither did any part of their offense. So you're like, you know what? Maybe Seattle has this. Maybe this would be a good underdog bet to do on like a fan duel or something. Nope. Uh, now, Trey Lance, unfortunately, is hurt. He's out for the season. You know, obviously, prayers up to him. I'm wishing him the best. But then Jimmy Garoppolo stepped in. And Jimmy Garoppolo played a hell of a game. Well, not a hell of a game. It's not like he did the Tua. But, you know, he did his job, you know. 13 of 21, 154 yards of touchdown, no interceptions. He didn't mess anything up, you know. And he let his playmakers be playmakers, and they ended up with a nice win. So, uh, if I could really just add to this, but I think you summed it up really well. But if I can just add to this, you know who looks like real geniuses in this instance is kyle shanahan and uh the gm john lynch former tampa bay buccaneer hall of famer just want to throw that out there but um yeah they were complete geniuses from this because we didn't know if later down the line that trey was going to be replaced by jimmy but from the but now that he's hurt and now the way that that it looks like it's going this looks like it's jimmy's job back again and it looks like they should stop trying to get another future quarterback. I mean, they want, they can try again and possibly strike out again. But, I mean, from from what has happened with Trey Lance, it didn't exactly look like it was going really well anyway, especially after that ugly start in Chicago. That was ugly. I mean, that was ugly. My brother, I think I, 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 uh, I he, my brother's, uh, in the sports world, he, that's his major. He he's about to get his masters, and uh, you know he keeps telling me, in, in his own opinion, he thinks Trey Lance is the biggest bust he's ever seen. He I didn't understand why the 49ers picked him, but um, yeah, it just looks like uh, okay. I also preference about Jimmy G. Jimmy G just wins, no matter hook or by crook or by defense or by wide receivers, by tight ends or by running game, he wins the game, and that's what he did. And exactly how you pointed out, he did enough to help the 49ers win the game. He didn't extend it. He didn't try to do too much. He just helped them win the game. And um, in other situations, like the game we talked about before, the Steelers and the Patriots both need, like, franchise. Not just, they don't just need, like, like game managers, which is what I think Mac Jones and Trubisky are. They need, like, superstars. They need superstars to, like, help their franchise go and go and compete for other things in jimmy's case he just needs to be good enough to help his superstar team win that's all he needs to do and that formula has been working with the 49ers so in my opinion jimmy g he's in the perfect situation it looks like he's reclaimed the quarterback spot from underneath trey lance somehow and i'm not gonna lie looking at the uh, at even this year and end of next year, I don't have a lot of faith in Trey coming back as the as the quarterback next season. I'm not gonna lie. You seem to have a strong opinion of Trey Lance for someone who played one and a quarter game. Well, I mean, he, well, I mean, he also. I mean, I'm 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 in fact very high on Lance. My brother is the one who's not very high on Lance. He thinks he's a bust. But I just thought that Lance was in a very good system. He did have an ugly game, but I will say this: coming out of college, I think he did miss the he did he he missed like a very uh a lot of a lot of time for, for covid so he did he didn't declare until after i think covid was done and then the next oh. game he came back he only i think played one game in that season in that college season. i think he went one touchdown one interception and barely threw 200 yards against a very bad i think like 
I think, what do you play, like Central Michigan or something? So that was not a good performance. And my brother saw that game and he was like, how did he play this bad against a bad college? And now he's all of a sudden touted as the next NFL prospect. So that's just me. That's his opinion on it. But I kind of, I'm kind of being swayed by him a little bit. I think that Trey, I don't think is the answer. Uh, and I, I think that uh, early, early thoughts, I don't think he looks the answer. I feel like Jimmy is going to be their constant answer, like, as long as he's going to be in the in answer to the quarterback position in San Francisco. And as long as he's getting paid $350,000 a game, good for him. Shout out to yeah. Jimmy on that one. Now, I want to talk about two teams in particular this week. There's some, you know, obviously, as you know, we're from the tri-state area. We're from New York, you know. Well, we're from New Jersey, but, you know, our, our New Jerseyans, you know, we really rep New York a lot, you know, and especially over there in Union, New Jersey, over in North Jersey over there, we have a lot of Giants and Jets fans. And uh, for the first time in a long time, the New York had the reason to be happy when it comes to the NFL because both the Giants and even the Jets won their games today simultaneously. In close-scoring games, especially that Jets game. The Jets game was crazy. Oh, God, that was. So, shout-out to both teams. The Giants won against the Panthers, 19-16. to And the Jets beat the Browns in a marvelous game. What a game that was. 31-30. to Your thoughts, Nicholas? Oh, my God. I was watching the Jets game. And my girlfriend, her dad is a Jets fan, and I told her, I was like, why would he why would he subject himself to such bad football? Like, I mean, Jets fans, I really have a very soft spot for all of you. I'm really sorry that you've been Sanchez was as good as it got, and I'm really sorry because it should have been better. Uh the Sanchez did as much as he could, but your franchise is isn't that good. But anyway, Following the Sanchez and the Rex Ryan era, this new Jets football has not been good. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though, seeing that onside kick get recovered at the end of the game and seeing Joe Flacco lead that team down was just like, oh my god, it threw me back to like 2000, like. 15 again seeing joe flacco in like a starting quarterback position like leading a team down it was just crazy to see boy like oh my god just seeing new york jets get a win it was just it was it was wild especially like the way that they did it like big prop to the jets uh i think i think they really played their hearts out that game you know and oh my god what could you say about the browns like the browns they well they barely eked out a win against the panthers uh and now they lost a very winnable game against the Jets. They even had a chance to even kick a field goal and score, and Jacoby Brissett made a very bad interception. Like, he made a very bad throw to no one, to, like, just, like, the middle of the field where, and where like, three guys were, and he just made it. He didn't even give the Browns a chance to even win the game. So, props to the Jets. You know, next week we'll see about that, but the Browns, there needs to be some uh, internalization from losing to a team that, many people regard it as the worst team in the league. Yeah, you know what's funny? You got two of the most disappointing teams in the league, you know? I honestly thought throughout this whole the whole battle in the fourth quarter, I'm like, this is so cruel. It's so cruel. You're giving the Jets fans hope. They came in with no expectations. You're going to come in, make them think that they could possibly win, and then just take it all away from them. I thought that's what's going to happen. I'm like, wow, this is a cruel joke. Giving Jets fans hope and then, t- and then snatching it from them. But no, you actually gave them hope and it delivered. So congratulations to the New York Jets for not disappointing their fans like they usually do. Like they do 95% of the time. Like they basically done their whole career. Disappoint everybody. 
They actually beat someone, and they beat someone on the road, might I add. So good job on the Jets. And then the Giant, nice win. You know, I'm happy for them. You know, I think that make then that make them two and zero. Yeah, it makes them two and zero. Yeah, makes the Giants two and zero. Yep. So nice start for the Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley looks excellent. You know, I think he is really doing a great job right now, playing like one of the running, best running backs in the league, actually. So good job on them. Really like what they're doing over there. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, just if I can add that real quick, I think I think Daniel Jones is con- is continuing to play really decent football. Like I said, Saquon's really good. Panthers, though, I think that uh, my my predictions about them squeezing into that into that last seed was very very bad on my part. I'm not gonna lie, I won't back down from the from the decisions I made. But at the same time, like I gotta face reality and realize that damn, this team needs a lot more retooling than I thought. But, you know, C-Mac did good. Baker Mayfield did less than an average four. The receivers didn't do that well. But, you know, we'll see how this Panthers squad responds in the next coming coming weeks. Spoiler alert, I don't think it's going to be that good. But, you know, I'm happy for the Giants. Happy for all the Giants fans who are listening. Happy for the Giants fans who, uh, who are friends with me. So I'm just happy for them. I'm happy for New York, man. This is a, a big win for everybody this weekend. New York should throw a party and I will show up. Now, speaking of parties um, that no one's going to show up for, the Colts got absolutely fucking embarrassed uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. Jacksonville essentially just came in and legit shut them out, uh, completely sil- silenced them. Matt Ryan looked atrocious, and uh, that basically summed up the game. What do you think? Oh, my God. Remember when I think you and I had the same ranking as in the Colts winning the division uh, for this for this yeah. thing? And we said easily because they've got a quarterback who has been there and done it, and we thought he was going to go on a similar route as um, you know Stafford did with the Rams and kind of take this team who needs, who kind of is like, we thought only really like a quarterback or maybe a couple pieces away from being a very deep playoff contender. And now, I mean, I should have realized there, there are no two situations in the NFL. Every situation in the NFL is so different from one another. And this just proves that he wasn't going to be Matthew Stafford. He was going to be something else. And oh boy, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I thought he was going to be Matthew Stafford at least. I thought he was going to go the route of taking, uh, of being a, a guy on a historically bad organization, like how the Lions were and how the Falcons were, and taking a team who's had deep playoff aspirations and taking them far. But boy, did he look bad, especially against the Jags. He went 16 of 30, and he had three interceptions. Ground game tried to work out, but Taylor couldn't get anything going. He only had like 54 yards. It wasn't enough. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked very good. Trevor Lawrence had tw- it went 25 of 30, only only five completions and had two touchdowns and on the running game side james robinson had 64 yards and 23 carries uh and travis Etienne didn't really do much christian kirk did have 78 yards and was the leading receiver which is why you pay the man over there but he did a good job for my fantasy team by the way yeah good 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 job good job kirk good job but anyway yeah i just this is like very very uh i i i for for also for Jags fans, if if however many of them are down there, I mean I don't really know, but um, how many Jags fans are? You should be excited too. This is a. Uh this league uh, is really starting to kind of open up for them, especially this division. This division is really starting to open up for them. I mean, dude, we honestly thought that the Colts were going to take this division and then kind of run with so. it. We thought we, we we both thought so, and now we're we're sitting here in week two, and the Colts are. Oh, one and one. 
Dude, they tied the first game against a team that we thought they should have blown out. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. It just it doesn't it doesn't seem right to me. They look like absolute poop right now. And yeah, and no, and no fault to JT. JT can't do much about it. It's, I mean, it's a lot of Matt Ryan. It's a lot of the defense. It's just rough. No, no fault to JT. But um, dude, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be surprised because a lot of people really ha- hailed Frank Reich as a, a coach that was gonna turn this franchise around. But I boy, like does it look like mid-season he might get canned if they keep on playing like that maybe it'll be sooner yeah now talk about a team that has been surprising a lot of people and been doing very well nice win for the lions they beat the commanders at home 36 to 27 nice little game by deandre swift their running game was really good with jamal williams and um swift at the combo there and jay yeah jared Goff had a hell of a game too with four touchdowns no interceptions a moron st brown hell of a job for him he's been he's been playing great the last two games so they look good i, I like i like what they're doing right now all you, you know usually there's like a hard knocks curse for some of these teams it looks like this helping them yeah um, I, 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 I'm going to say this again. I love M- big old MCDC Motor City Dan Campbell. This dude is more than just a coach. He's a fucking motivational speaker. And I wish, wish he was fucking mine, bro. This guy will rally his entire locker room. This entire locker room, and you've seen it during Hard Knocks, will stand up for each other and will go to war with each other. And I fucking love that about this team. Goff, you know, credit to him. He played very well this game. And he and he made sure that it was that he did not make mistakes and did not put his team in jeopardy of losing this game. So credit to Jared Goff. And it's really weird because in this game, you know, prior to the last week where we had Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota, two first round like bust in terms of in terms of being put on different teams and being replaced by other quarterbacks, and now Saints and Falcons. Now we have the 2016 matchup between the first and second round pick, Jared Goff versus Carson Wentz who are now on different teams after being shipped off and being labeled as either not really busts, but really, like, guys who can't really get it done or be franchise quarterback. And um, I thought it was a crazy game. I mean, I still am hammering to the fact that I don't think Carson Wentz is very good. And I still think that he... This is... I still think that this is the writing on the wall for him. I think that at the end of this stint in, in, uh, in, in Washington... I think that he, this is his last opportunity to really establish himself as a starting quarterback. And I think at the end of this, he's going to be a bench quarterback after the season. But yeah, great win for the Lions. I'm really, really, really excited to see their their uh, you know their next couple of games coming up. I think that they play, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Vikings. So that will be pretty interesting. They'll play the Vikings later. So yeah. Really excited for that matchup. Excited to see what they can do. And yeah, we're all for it. Nice. So uh, to conserve some time for the episode, you know, we're about to approach the final 10, 15 minutes of this episode. We're going to do a quick little rapid fire of the next few games. If you're a fan of these teams, I apologize. Uh, You know, yeah, sorry in advance, but, you know, I think we covered the main teams that we need to cover here. So real quick, I'm just going to rapid fire thoughts on these games. So let's start with the Falcons versus the Rams, which was a really nice, which was a, which was a really good game, though. Uh, I hate to have to, like, rapid fire this, but the Falcons were so close to winning, super close, on the road against the Rams. But unfortunately, they did lose 31-27. to What do you think of this game? I think really rapid fire. I think that the Falcons are a team that can really surprise people. I think Marcus Mariota is really surprising people, too, with his abilities. Yes. 
And uh, that, I'm really happy for Mariota. He's a really great guy. And another thing about the about the Rams, real quick, before we wrap wrap this game up, I think Stafford has more interceptions this season off these two games than touchdowns, and that's really crazy. The Rams keep squeaking by with some of his poor performances, and I feel like it's going to catch up to him if he keeps playing this bad. I agree with you. Another crazy game, the Cardinals and the Raiders. What a crazy battle that was. The Cardinals end up beating the Raiders in the last seconds of the game, 29-23. to Kyle Murray got a little punch in the face at the end <laughs> there, unfortunately. What do you think of this game? Uh, I think if anybody who needs a reminder of why Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray is so special, uh, just look at the highlights from this game. He converted on... Several conversion was crazy. He made like two, like either fourth, fourth, he made a bunch of like two point conversion or like fourth downs where his O line completely dis, 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 dissipated, and then he made the same exact play. He ran around the back, I think twice, and then ran into the end zone. Like it was wild. Like I was like, there's no one covering this kid. Like he knew that they knew that he was running. But yeah, Kyle Murray is incredibly special. God knows his legs. The Raiders are off to a very disappointing start. The Cardinals look like they're gonna try to bounce back, and I feel like that uh you know we're on our way to seeing something special with the cardinals again hopefully hopefully they'll tamper out as they usually do during midseason so uh yeah good for the win for the cardinals great happy for kyler murray happy for oklahoma sooner quarterback because i love those oklahoma sooner quarterbacks and yeah great game kyle murray i would imagine is like chasing a chicken like i i, I just <laughs> what you know how, like when you chase the chick when you chase chickens when you're a kid and you, like, tried to catch them, but you just couldn't catch them because they would, like, shift all around the place and you just can't get your hand on them. Okay, but it's kind of... I guess we have di- different childhoods. Yeah, I know, but is, like, Kyler Murray going to, like, peck me in my hands or something? <laughs> he I might. Know. He might bite you. You never know. I mean, he's, I mean, he's as short as a chicken, but... Oh, let me stop. Let me stop. You're the same height. Yeah, we Wait. are. Isn't he 5'9"? He might be He might be shorter than me if they list him as 5'8 and a half. I'm 5'9". We're, okay, so we're both... Might be taller than Kyler Murray. <laughs> I don't think he's 5'8". I think he's 5'10", but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> the Broncos beat the Texans 16-9. Broncos barely squeak out a win when they had super high expectations. What do you think of this game? Uh, Texans offense is still stalling. I really did have some high expectations over um, te- uh, Davis Mills, but, I mean, I got to get off cloud nine. Davis is just very limited. That's just the... That's just the how I, he is now, and I just really need to realize that. And I need to, and people also need to realize a team that I put fourth in my predictions. The Broncos are not a very well polished team. I didn't think that they would be coming into the season. I didn't think they'd be this bad, but I didn't think I think that they would be fourth easily. Squeak out a they squeak out a win on a team they could have easily beaten bad. So I mean, like I don't know, very poor showing for them. I feel them just in the same vein as the Rams. Very good defenses, but. Their offenses are not getting going, and I feel like it's going to hurt them later on the run. Hopefully they develop that chemistry. It's still a very new team. You guys remember that, but right. hopefully they develop some chemistry and really just like start working together a little bit better because this is a really good team. It would be sad if they were just like a middle-of-the-road team. Being a middle-of-the-road, it's surprising. The Bengals lose to the Dallas Cowboys 22-17. Wow. Um, without Dak Prescott, too, what did you think of this game? Oh my God! This team. I mean, the ba- I mean, not saying that the Bengals should have put them away, but boy, does this team actually look kind of good with Cooper Rush at the helm? I mean, this is his second win as a, as a, as a thing. He, he won against the Vikings last year, and he got a win this year. And I'm glad to Cooper. He played really well. Is a quarterback controversy a brewing there in old Dallas? I don't know about that one. 
I mean, I'm not paying no backup quarterback fifty million dollars. Well, I'm not either. I'm not either. But would you pay Dak? Is the question. I don't know. I don't know. That's a story for another time. But anyway, Bengals are off to a very disappointing start, especially when I told I I told everybody the Bengals are going to win the division. And now they're off to 0 2. But same as you said with the Broncos, it's still a very early in the season. I think that they're gonna correct some kinks in their in, in their errors and in their waves. I think Joe is gonna get better during the season. Uh, but good win for the Cowboys. It gives the fan base some hope. Cowboys are not going to the Super Bowl, so just relax on that. But right. good win for the Cowboys, good win for Rush. It's a very good game, very fun game. It was. And speaking of uh, kind of a typical game, to be honest, I didn't want really I'll be honest. Chanel didn't watch the Sunday night game. He had work in the morning, you know. The Packers beat the Chicago Bears. They did watch the highlights of this game. Eh, the Bears. A little rough. Little I mean, rough. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, or what I said about, or, or what Aaron said to that old lady in the Bears game last year. I own you, and I still own you. And that's pretty much what happened. The Bears owned, they got owned by the Packers. They, like, like that's how it usually goes. And, um, you know, unless we have a real, like, good enough roster, like how the Packers have to compete in this division, the Bears are going to keep going down to them. That's just how it is, and it won't change anytime soon if they play like this. The fact that Justin Fields only threw 11 times is insane to me. And, uh, like, I'm like, they barely had any plays this game. I feel like, from what I saw, it was always the Packers on the field. It didn't even seem like it was like the Bears were even on the field half the time. Well, their run game was was very good, but, like, they did a lot more throwing. Like, they can't go out and have him throw for only 11 times. You're not going to win the game if Creepy does that. Right. You need to depend on Justin Fields to throw a little bit more, at least like twenty. Damn, like yeah, exactly. eleven times. Some there's some running backs that get mad if they only get eleven carries. So like, well, actually, quite a few. So that's kind of weird. And then of course, you know, we don't have the results for these games yet. But let's just do some quick predictions right now. Currently at this moment at nine oh nine p.m., the Bills are being the Tennessee Titans 17-7 in the third quarter, and the Vikings are losing to the Eagles at the end of the first quarter, 7-0. to zero. So, what are your predictions for these games real quick? I mean, uh, how many? How much are the Bills winning right now? Uh, they're winning by 10 points in the third quarter. Okay, that's kind of what I expected. Uh, the Vikings game, I feel like that's going to be a little bit closer than we all expected the outcome. So, you know, I, I'm assuming that right now, I need to go watch this game after we record this, but uh, right now, uh, my, I'm rooting for my brother's team, I'm rooting for the Eagles, uh, but I do like how Kirk is really operating, especially last week. So we'll see if those boys get to turn it around. But if you have my, my money on it, Eagles and the Bills maintain their leads and they win. I like that result. I like I like both options here, and I um, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with the Bills and Eagles winning their respective games. So thank you all for watching the episode two of the West Next Podcast. I mean, uh, blah, 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 blah. see this. Uh, I might maybe I'll edit this. Maybe I won't. I won't. Thank you for watching episode three of the West Next Podcast Sports Edition. I thank you all for supporting me. Remember, you can follow the Instagram underscore West Next Podcast underscore. We are at 987 followers. Please get us to 1,000 by next episode. I believe we can do it. It's only 13 followers. So make sure to share this video with your friends and family and whoever you need to share this with. Also, you can watch these episodes and support these episodes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. Though there are three major platforms to watch our episode, all you have to do is type in either West Next Podcast and you'll find the episode. Make sure you find the clouds 
and the black screen and the Chanel Wilkins and the West Next logo and you will find the episode. Also, you can just simply type in Chanel Wilkins, C-H-A-N-N-E-L-L, Wilkins, W-I-L-K-I-N-S, and you will find our West Next podcast and you will find the best up-and-coming sports podcast out there right now. So in the meantime, thank you all for joining us. My name is Chanel Wilkins. My name is Nick Provenzano. Peace, bitches.